Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, podcast for the local church and by the local church. We are your local churchmen, Josh Loftus and uh, Bro Jack Barry. Yes, sir. What's as, happening? As ordered. That's right. What's going on, my guy? Just another day in uh, in drama land. <laughs> yeah, another day, another half dollar. Yeah, right? I know, right? That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, dude, are you so... I Jack and I are on this on this mission together, and that is a mission of getting back to our getting back to our college shape, physically. Yeah, that pretty is. much. Yeah, Close and to um, we're 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 both in that period of time right now where it just sucks. Like we don't really see progress. It's just pain. Yeah. But and you're like you're hoping for future glory, right? Yeah. Like f- like for the for the glory that is set before us, that is like we are we are traversing this trek. Right I hope now. I hope these deposits pay off. That's all I'm yes. asking. I'm for. hoping these checks don't <laughs> yeah, bounce. Yeah, seriously. That's I am so sore, dude. Uh yesterday was arm day. And um today's legs. Um I'm gonna go to the gym and uh today's gonna be legs, which I'm not as worried about. Even in high school and college, mm-hmm. um like I'd be leg pressing like 790. Like my legs have always been so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that's that's not that's not odd. Like most people's legs are stronger than arms, but with me it was like a vast disproportion amount <laughs> where my legs were so much stronger than my arms and yeah. um so legs are tonight. I'm I'm curious to see like last time I went I got a baseline to where like my arms are so I know mm-hmm. okay, this is what I'm working on. I'm going to start building up from here. I'm curious to see where my legs are right now. Man, so what I've been doing, so I go to LA Fitness. I've been trying to schedule it with my personal trainer to work out on Mondays, and then he gives me the weeks. Like, yeah, he sends me a text with like all of the YouTube links and everything on it for right. the exercises. So today is legs as well for me too. So a lot of deadlifts, a lot of machine work, it looks like as well too. And um, which I'm not too worried about, but... Yesterday we did a hit workout where it was like cable chest press, um, 
snatches with a dumbbell, farmer's carry with 45 plates, uh, medicine ball crunches where you go like all the way, you're lifting it above your head and doing the crunch. Right. And I'm just like, man, I'm getting my butt whooped right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're definitely, I'm, I feel like I'm in that phase where, yeah, I'm just getting my butt whooped. Um, and then Wednesdays and Saturdays are a day where everybody who is, uh, who's in like personal training or something like that at the LA fitness comes together and we do a hit workout and mm-hmm. then we do like, I think we do two rounds Last Saturday, we did one, we did five sets of seven exercises. And when we stopped after that, they said, you're going to take a two minute break. And I'm like, oh gosh. And then we did a full on like kettlebell workout. Like you're holding it out here for like 30 seconds, like just your arms, like holding it out in front of yourself 30 seconds. And then you do like tricep extensions. You do all these other things. And we did that for another five rounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm smoked, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I'm quite sore. Uh so I'm working out with a friend of mine from work who's also a a, a personal trainer. Um, so he's he's given me a bunch of of good knowledge. Um, and I'm uh yeah. So yesterday was arms, today's legs, getting back into it. And it's one of those things where it hurts, it sucks, but it feels good. Like yeah. you know, you know like your body's getting stronger. You're using muscles that you haven't used in, in a long time. Yeah. And it, it feels good getting back in shape. Um and I'm my it, there's a long road, but yeah. I'm you know, you have to start you have to start the journey somewhere for my, okay. my personal trainer has been telling me, okay, you need to, he's like, I'm just trying to get you to the place of like trying to get the exercises right. Right. But then he's also like giving me this like nutritional advice and everything like that. And I'm like taking that to heart and he didn't expect that. And he's like, okay. He's like, you're intaking more protein. That's good. Yeah. Um, you're doing this, you're doing this. That's good as well too. So yeah. Yeah. This combined with the caloric intake that I'm like, I'm on like 12, maybe 1200 a day, maybe. And it's like, and it's, and it's good calories. Yeah. Uh, that might even be a little high. So you obviously don't want to go into starvation mode because then your body starts like it starts storing your fat because yeah. it starts getting worried. Like, Oh, we're in this for the long haul. Right. But you, you want to get just enough to where even working out, you know, you're starting to burn that fat and build muscle and stuff like that. So it's good, man. Um, the first month I've told is like you're kind of re, kind of like you're trying to, your body's trying to figure it out. So like the first month yep. is that, and then the second month you're starting to get, hopefully start seeing something as far yeah. as results go. So, yeah. So, so I hate working out in the morning, so I'm going to finish this up with you, <laughs> and I'm going to probably around 6 or 6.30, I'm going to head to the gym and work out. Yeah, I'm going to try that as well too. So Yeah. We'll see what happens. So hopefully soon, man. Give it a year. We're going to be a couple of swole Hans and Franz, baby. (laughs) (laughs) To pump you up. (laughs) I thought we were both going to get that. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. Like, yeah. (laughs) My bad. I left you hanging, Hans. I'm sorry. Uh, So, Jack, before we hop into our topic, you got a cigar for us, man? Yes, I do. It's the reformatory cigar of the week. It is. Uh, So, I have been on this Dominican kick. You have been. Um, Josh knows it. Everybody knows it who listens. Um, This is uh, another Dominican. It's La Galera Imperial Jade. Uh, This is the... 
pyramid uh, Vitola size. And so, but it has the wrapper's Cameroon. It's a Cameroon wrapper. But then it also has the binder and the fillers are also Dominican as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around eight, eight to nine dollars ish, depending upon the different sizes. But man, it's like really good. I like yeah, always I go think, back to this. I think the Robusto is right at eight dollars. So it's it's a it's a good it, it's a good price for a good stick. Yeah, there's definitely when I get it, I feel like there's this. Um, the taste of it is like this woodiness, but also there's like some floral notes to it. Um, man, I just really like that cigar um, yeah. in that size. So, so obviously it's uh, Dominican, right? Um, uh, it's gonna have a Cameroon wrapper, uh, which is which is interesting. And then you're gonna have a Dominican Republic uh, filler as well. Um, and I can never say this. It, it's I. It's. Cr- Creolo, Creololo. It's it's C R I O L L O. I don't know how to say it, um, but that's that's also part of the the filler as well. Um, so you're gonna get like Jack said, you're gonna get a it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a light to uh, medium bodied smoke. It's not gonna kick you in the teeth. I would say it's kind of right in the middle. Um, and it's, you're going to get that floral, a little spice at the beginning, and then it's going to mellow out to kind of some cedar woodiness. It's, it's, it's a really good stick. Um, it's a good one to have like after dinner or something like that, or with a cup of coffee. Uh, I enjoy drinking them with like a diet Coke. It like for any of you who have trouble, maybe not getting through a cigar or, or struggling with a cigar or something like that, uh, because it either makes your like stomach upset or try drinking or like a, a, a soft drink, a Coke, or having like a Snickers bar or something with it. If you can add a little sugar yeah. while you're intaking it, it actually makes the experience a lot better. Um, you know, because just like caffeine, uh, caffeine will upset your stomach if you're not used to it, right? And yeah. it's the exact it's the exact same thing with with cigars for, for the exact same reason. So yeah. it's the uh, yeah, it is the uh, La Galera Imperial Jade. Go get yourself uh, one of those. It's a good box. Uh, I'm looking at Neptune cigars right now. You can oh, get a yeah. box of twenty for 143. That's not that's bad. not that's not bad. Yeah, that's a good price. Um, and then for singles, they're charging seven sixty. So it's a good stick for a good price. Go get your some La Galera Imperial Jade. Um, that is the reformatory cigar of the week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. We're going to talk about the importance of praying for your local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praying for the people in your local church, praying for other local churches, uh, being a person of prayer, and why that's important, right? Yeah. I think everyone knows, well, everyone I think should know that prayer is important, yeah. right? We're commanded and encouraged to pray in Scripture. We are modeled how to pray by Christ. We see so much of his ministry was bathed in prayer to his Father, and we're called to do the same, right? But prayer is something that I think if we engage in it correctly and engage in it with the right motivations, it creates and fosters even a greater love for our local church than we would have if we weren't praying for them, right? Yeah. And and not to not to put you know 
a downer note on anything, but there's a lot to be praying for in the local churches these days. Yeah. Right? There's a lot going on in reformedom. There's a lot going on in in just evangelicalism in general. Uh, there's a lot that we need to be lifting up and bringing to the throne of the Father in prayer. And I don't know about you, but I... I, I believe a consistent prayer life is a spiritual discipline. It requires work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come naturally. And I know for me that's very, very true. I have a very difficult time being consistent in my prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that that I am convicted of and something that I want to do better with. Um, but uh, I want to throw it to you and just just be talking about the importance of prayer, why we should be praying for our brothers and sisters, what it does for them, and what it does for us as well. Yeah, I would say this goes back to a lot of conversations that some reform, particular Baptists, have had on the kind of ideas of Catholicity. And I actually had a conversation about this because uh, I was told that somebody was interested in converting to Eastern Orthodoxy. And I said, you know, if you go over to Eastern Orthodoxy, um, (laughs) you will not be welcomed very lightly. Right. Um, and it's true. There's a lot of conversations going around. There's a lot of people that are enticed by Eastern Orthodoxy and, uh, and Catholicism, um, with a lot of the traditions and everything like that. But when you get down to the nitty gritty on some things, they shun a lot of people that are outside of those churches. If you are not Eastern Orthodox, you are not part of the elect. You're not saved. You're not going to be in heaven with other people in your family that may be Christians, but may be Protestants. Um, And so that's an interesting uh, topic as well, because when we talk about Catholicity, um, we're looking at generally, do people follow the creeds, of the church over the history of time. And there's a lot of churches that I may differ with on secondary opinions, but they affirm the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, uh, a lot of the other early creeds as well, too. They may agree on some of the Reform creeds as well, uh, either Three Forms of Unity or Westminster or whatnot, but I still pray for them. Um, The thing, too, is that so many of our churches, I think— how can I say this? I don't know about struggling, but I would say there's a lot of uncovering, I feel like, in some churches today. And that mm. uncovering comes from uh, so many years of bad leadership and people didn't know about it and they're just finding this out. Uh, that comes to a lot of things being swept under the rug for so many years and now things are coming out and it's starting to uncover and it's starting to come into the light, and it's like, whoa, this is more than just this thread. This is a whole entire sweater that got unraveled over a period of time, and we have to pull on that thread until we get all of it out. And so there's a lot of churches. It may not be widespread sexual abuse like you're seeing in the SBC. It may be spiritual abuse. It may be... A lot of different things um, that I'm just finding myself, uh, I find myself a lot of churches are starting to interweave with that. And then on top of it, you may have pastors who aren't shepherding. (laughs) That's a huge thing that I'm finding lately with a lot of churches 
the congregations and the pastors are completely separated. They're not communicating with one another. They're not talking to one another. They're not loving each other or understanding each other. Um, so there's stuff like that that's really happening in various different churches that I would say yeah. that I would call myself a Christian to them because we agree on generally the same Orthodox creeds that we know of, although we would differ here and there, but we're Christians because we affirm that we're in Jesus mm-hmm. um, and that we're confessing to those creeds. Uh, so I think the biggest thing is like, man— Praying for restoration has been a huge thing, um, but also pray for like boldness and making the right steps and reforming in the right ways. So, yeah, and I think it's important to understand that too. That it's important to be praying to the Lord, not just when things are going bad. Yeah, right. And that's something that I have I have trouble with. Right, is mm-hmm. I I often find myself in the most of the time when I am praying and I'm having a season where I am praying more, it's because things aren't going well. Right. And that's not a good excuse. I mean, it obviously is good to go to the Lord when things aren't going well, but that shouldn't be the only time you go to him. Right. I think we can often view prayer even, even practically, if not, you know, theologically as kind of this, I'm going to go to the Lord when, when I need something. Right. And obviously we reject that at aspect as it's very popular and kind of more, more Pentecostal circles. And you just kind of see God as this space genie or cosmic (laughs) vending machine that, you know, name it and claim it, right. Believe it and receive it kind of thing. We obviously reject that, but it's not hard to fall into kind of that, that mantra of, oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm, I'm anxious. You know, I'm anxious. Things aren't going right. I need a job. I need this. And then that is the main time that we are praying to the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like you said, Jack, there's a lot of things that we can look around, especially kind of in the, in the reform circles that, that we, that we roll in. There's a lot that we look at and are discouraged by, right? That's yeah. just true. Right. Uh, as we're recording this, this, uh, this episode, the, the, uh, um, uh, the SBC conventions going on right now. Right. And Jack and I aren't, uh, in the SBC. We're not associated with the SBC, but we have a lot of friends and good brothers and sisters that are in the SBC. And no matter where you fall on, on, on the kind of the main issues that are, that are plaguing the SBC right now, um, you're, you're not doing well. <laughs> you're you're frustrated, yeah. right? And there's there's a lot that's frustrating to you. There's a lot that's concerning. There's a lot of change that you want to see. Um, and I have brothers and sisters that are in the SBC that are that are struggling with it, right? And that and that are that are concerned with um, where the convention is going, right? And 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 the direction of some of these things. I'm not in the SBC, so I don't have a dog in that fight. Yeah. But I do have brothers and sisters in there that I care about. So I need to be bathing them in prayer, right? And lifting them up to the Father yeah. and 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 viewing that situation, not obviously not in a very personal way, um, but in a way that 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 shows I, I care about these people that aren't in my specific sphere, right? And it's the same with our local churches as well. Right. And I would say it's even more so in our local churches. It should be even more true that our, our local church should be a place that is one of the the main recipients of our faithful prayers to the Father. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not just for the bad things. 
right? It's not just, oh, so-and-so's sick or, you know, the giving is down. Um, you know, we're not able to, you know, meet, meet the financial requirements. Um, you know, the pastor is not doing well. We have members that are struggling. All of those things need to be lifted up to the Lord in prayer, and it's important and right to do so. But it's also important to be thanking the Lord through prayer for the faithfulness that we see day in and day out. How is the Lord providing for you spiritually? How is he providing for you emotionally? How is he providing for you physically? How is he um, increasing the strength of relationships within the local church, right? Uh, How is he... Uh, giving giving himself to you and revealing himself to you through his word, right? How is he providing for you uh, in 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 regards to your 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 day to day sustenance, right? And I'm talking I'm talking spiritually here, right? There's so much that we can be thanking the Lord for in prayer, and if listener, if you're like me, you don't do it enough and you're convicted by that, right? But it's important to know that that even in that there is grace, right? God isn't standing up there with a checkbook and, and crossing off every time that you forget to pray. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe God is pleased when we bring our concerns to him, when we bring our cares to him, but when we also bring our joys and the things that we're thankful for to him um, because we're grateful, right? Because we want to thank the Lord for the good things that he's done for us, right? Um, and I think prayer really does, it really does strengthen you as an individual, right? Because we're not praying that God's will will be conformed to ours, right? Mm-hmm. But through prayer, we find our will, our minds, our hearts come into greater conformity to the will of God and the person of Jesus Christ, right? So it's important how you pray. It's important what you pray for, and it's important what you pray, right? Uh, And I don't think that there's anything that you can't bring to the Father um, as long as you understand that you are not going to the Father to try to convince. You're not bringing to him like a... Like a like a proposition, like okay, yeah, uh, please please do this for me, and then X, Y, and Z, you know, I can I, I can fill this in, right? It's not a persuasive speech that you're bringing to the Father, but it's 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 honest requests, honest uh, uh, thankfulness, uh, and I think it's important. I think I think it strengthens the individual, and then the local church is strengthened as well. Yeah, I think on top of that too, I think that um, the role of you as a believer. Uh, in your local church and in your community of local churches uh, as a peacemaker is always valued as well. Um, That's something that I struggle with sometimes because uh, when I left my last church, there was a feeling like, okay, I want to make, I want to talk to them. And my, my pastors now are like, dude, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. There's just not. Um, and so really all you can do is pray for people at that point. And it's tough as well, too, when you see people from that past church leave because of the same reasons that you left and you saw that there's no repentance or there's no correction going on there. And so a lot of it has to do with prayer in that facet, too. I mean, that is a different case. I think that's more of a cultural thing versus like, there's an actual, like, you need to call the police on that person. <laughs> Those are two different things of, like, when you need to interact with people. I think a cultural, like, a cultural church dynamic is a very different thing than a, they are actually sheltering uh, 
sexual abusers there. That's a definite thing where you need to call the police at that point, you know? Sure. So that kind of being a peacemaker in your at your local church and within your community that has local churches in it is something that's hard too because you do want to try and see something good um, come from what the congregation is bringing up and what you're seeing as well too, and also making sure that your congregation is not just sitting on its laurels, meaning like, oh, well, it's that congregation. That's their problem. It's not going to affect us. It will probably affect you. Matter of fact, there's probably people in your church right now that it is affecting right now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and then also like being in community really helps out too. Um, if you have a smaller church like I do, where you have roughly maybe 150 members or less, I would say that's a small church. Um, there's, I mean, we could honestly pack our church for two, for one service, I think. And then we have two services just because of, you know, making sure that there's enough room for everybody. But sure. if you know those people and you see them every Lord's day and you're in community with them and you're talking with them, and on top of that, you go to different events with one another and you're asking each other questions. And then you're also going out to lunches with each other and stuff like that and asking these questions. You're going to know what's happening in the life of the people within your local church and what to pray for specifically. And, you know, I think it's important to like as we're kind of talking about on a more on a more um, individual level, it's really hard to. It's really hard to be at odds with somebody when you are praying for them. You know, like it's not it's not that you don't disagree, but I think something prayer does, especially when we are praying for our local church like we should, it makes the unity that we can have in the local church so much sweeter. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if, if we can be praying for one another and and that we are we are genuinely caring for those individuals by bringing them to the father, thanking our father for them, praying for the needs that we know of. It's very hard to have a culture in your church to where everyone's kind of at each other's throats or um, where it's it's more of a, I guess, almost a popularity contest. I think we can see in some some church cultures, right? I think Jack and I have experienced some of that, too, where it's just kind of the, you know, the hip, flashy ones get all the attention. Yeah. And then the people that are faithfully serving in children's <laughs> ministry, like, get forgotten. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um and I'm not saying that praying for each other is the only way to fix that, but I do think it's a big part of it. I think a church whose membership prays for one another regularly and they have a mentality of of wanting to do that for each other, I think you see that church built different, you know, mm-hmm. than churches who where that's that's not emphasized, where community life isn't emphasized, where being involved in each other's lives uh, in 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 many ways isn't emphasized, you see the effects of that happen within the local church, right? Yeah. And it be, very quickly just kind of becomes this social event that you come to on Sundays, and then you don't interact with them at all throughout the week instead yeah. of a gathering of the family together. Sure, yeah. Right? To where we are united by the blood of Christ and the love that we have for one another, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's really I think that's really important and something that 
I think it's one aspect of of the argument and of the encouragement that is often overlooked. Is I think we 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 want to encourage community. We want to encourage being involved in each other's lives. But I think that prayer aspect of it is something that is often forgotten and not yeah. brought into the conversation as much as it should be. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of of uh, of um, praying the Bible. Have you heard of this book? Praying the Bible by uh, Donald uh, yeah. uh, Whitney. Yeah. Donald Whitney yes. has uh, Praying the Bible. And you can get it on Amazon for like nine bucks. Yeah. It's, very, it's super it's cheap. Very accessible. It really is. That's a fantastic resource, especially for people like me mm-hmm. who struggle with prayer. Yeah. Struggle with, you just kind of get into the mantra, right? Of you mm-hmm. pray for the same things in the same order and it's within five seconds time of, you know, <laughs> every single time, yeah. right? Praying the Bible really does a great job at utilizing scripture and seeing how scripture informs how you should be praying. Yeah. Right. Um, so I would highly suggest picking up the book if you're like me and you struggle with your prayer life. You want to you want to you want to kind of flex those muscles a little bit more or I should say exercise those muscles a little bit more. Um, Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney is is a great book. You should get it on Amazon because it really it really helped me. And it's kind of a resource that I go back to um, often as I'm trying to increase my my dependency on prayer right uh and my my uh my as i'm trying to get away from my propensity to let that just be something that i do when i need something you know what yeah. i'm saying <laughs> yep yeah totally understand that there's a um it was kind of interesting too because this last lord's day the two pastors um that we have are off to a network retreat in Colorado. And one of our former pastors preached. He's a member of the church with his wife because that's my one of my pastor's uh, father-in-laws. And so he preached on salt and light. It was really good because I started to just write some things down about salt and light and praying about those things and how can we be salt and light to the world Um, He was going over salt's usages or uses, usages, making up words here, Um, salt's (laughs) uses um, a lot of the time, preserving. He talked about, too, which is kind of interesting, talked about this idea of salt as judgment, uh, which is kind of interesting as well, too. And he talked about how Christians in the world are spiritually pushing back darkness in their communities. And so that's something that I've been praying about. Um, Tacoma is, I don't know if anybody knows what Tacoma's like or any of the cities in the Puget Sound. Well, if, if they've but, listened to this podcast, they've heard me complain yeah, about it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is enough craziness going on in Tacoma right now where I find that interesting that I could be an agent of this pushing back of evil and this kind of spiritual warfare in that sense. But sure. Um, cause there's a lot of stuff in our neighborhood, um, that's going on. And a lot of people don't know this, but like we do have gangs in the Pacific Northwest. Our, we do. our hoods may not look like the hoods of the East coast, but they are definitely that. Most of them are hipster gangs. <laughs> Most of them have have very very skinny skinny uh, denim, right? Or skinny corduroy. I think there's uh, and more. And they uh, walk around and throw uh, uh, wet uh, 
paper coffee filters at people. It's really violent. <laughs> you feel very, very violent. I think that's more of a tribe than a gang, but... Um. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I think they prefer the term cohort. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting into Acts 29 territory right there. Hey, yeah. Well, you, you know I want to stay out of there. Oh, here we go. Uh, no. Hey, we pray for you up. too, Acts 29 churches. Hey, we do. Um, oh, yes. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, Some things need it more than others. Okay, yeah. sorry. Continue. continue. Yeah, so I mean, there's like, ga- there's, I mean, there's gang warfare in Tacoma, and people wouldn't know that sometimes because the scenery quote-unquote doesn't look like gang territory sure but it's like man it's it's still there there's an underpinning there you may not see it but there's an underpinning there and there's stuff that's happening so yeah absolutely man it's important to be praying for our people yeah it's important to pray for the culture we live in it's important to pray for our church other churches our brothers and sisters in christ something that increases the love that we can have for them uh, and it's a good it's a good spiritual discipline to do yeah right I don't do it enough but there is grace there and the Lord strengthens me to do it more and more and it's uh, it's a it, it's a worthy thing to do worthy thing to pursue right yeah absolutely absolutely man well hey why don't you get us out of here because uh, I gotta go uh, get to <laughs> I gotta go work out I'm not looking <laughs> forward to this this is gonna hurt Josh big Eva has sung sir and as big yes, Eva has. has sung. So has our time concluded with another uh, vacillation, if you will, on the local That's church. Right. A little, another discussion, if you will. If you appreciate discussion. our discussions, our talks about the local church, how hopefully you can be edified through them, you can follow us on a thing called the sociables, if you will, mm-hmm. social media. Um, <laughs> the con- the perpetual dumpster fire that is in this country. But you can yes. jump into that dumpster fire head first. By following us on the Facebook, the Metaverse, right. the Zuck That's site. Right. It could be shut That's down right. in the next 24 hours. Um, mm-hmm. The Twitter, the Little Blue Bird. It may be taken over by Elon Musk. We don't know. That deal has not been inked yet, apparently. We're still waiting. We're, We're still, still waiting, waiting for pen on paper. Or you could follow us on the Instagram. It goes well with marshmallow and chocolate, if you will. Yes, it does. You can follow us at all of those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can pray and even support us more for the low, low price of a gallon of gasoline, if you will. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, we do appreciate your prayer. If you would not mind adding Jack and I's, uh, not just the podcast, but the way that we serve our church and the different ways that we do it, the way we try to invest in our local churches you can lift us up in prayer we really appreciate it uh we do we do and, and we we pray for you guys as well um we really appreciate that but yes if the lord has given you the means and the desire you can support the podcast also in other ways we got a website you can head on over to reformatorypod.com get yourself some local church merch we really appreciate you guys doing that you can head on over to patreon and for the cost of a gallon of gas these days in america you could become a patreon supporter and uh, your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Last but not least, you can head down to uh, iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can rate this podcast on either. We appreciate those five-star mm-hmm. ratings. We appreciate the reviews. We appreciate hearing from you guys. We really, really do. Um, we uh, enjoy hearing from our listeners. It's something that uh, brings Jack and I much joy. So we are praying for you. We appreciate your prayers. Go do so Otherwise, um, also for your local church. Pray for the people in your local church. I guarantee you they will appreciate it, and you and them will be better for it. 
Hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Jack, sir. great talking to you, my man. Yes, I'll catch you as on the always, next one, friend. Excellent. We thank you all for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Reformatory. <laughs>